Welcome to this new life podcast. It is our desire that you learn all of the benefits of the abundant life that you have in Jesus Christ, so you can live your life to its fullest. Listen and be encouraged. This is how we fight our battles. You know, we were talking about this, I think it was in staff meeting, I might have mentioned it, uh, you know, sometime in maybe the, the sermons and the messages I've said. But how many of you know that when we fight a battle, we do not fight it uh, like on the ground wherein the enemy is trying to distract us. We always take our fight to the air. That's why I believe that the watchword that God gave us as a church is arise, arise. Because in the midst of what's going on down here in the earthly realm, the Lord is saying, don't fight the battle there. Take the battle to the air. You have to arise. See, when an eagle is attacked, and how many of you know God wants us to soar with wings like eagles, where we will run and not grow weary, where we will walk and not faint. So we are likened to eagles. And when an eagle is attacked, you know, when an eagle is attacked and an enemy, maybe a raccoon or whatever it is, and when what they do is that they go for the jugular, you know, they go for the neck because that's where, you know, the life source is. And so they go for the neck of the eagle. But you know what the eagle does? The eagle doesn't go, oh my gosh, you know, there's something on my neck, ah! you know, and starts like panicking because there's something on its neck. Actually, it really doesn't mind what's on its neck. What the e eagle does, it, it just flies higher. What the eagle does is it takes along with the enemy, right? takes it to the air, and it flies so high until it reaches a place where the enemies cannot breathe because in that space, there is no oxygen for the enemy to live on. And what happens is that the enemy just loosens its hold over the eagle and falls to the ground. And God showed me this is how you fight our battle. Take it into a place, into an atmosphere where the enemy cannot breathe. Cut off the oxygen supply of the enemy. And you do that with praise, with prayer, with worship, with the word. You do that with the weapons of our warfare that are not carnal, but are mighty in God for pulling down, pulling down strongholds. And strongholds, it, strongholds are like things in your mind. And you know what? Fear has been so prevalent in the last two weeks. And you know what God just showed me? Remember last year? Last year, if you think about it, was even worse in the sense that when the cases were coming in, nobody knew what to do. Right? Nobody, like everybody was like running around like headless chickens. What do we do with this? What do we do? What do we do? And God said, I brought you through all that. And you're still standing. And you're still here. And I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. And right now, yes, there might be rising cases of COVID. And yes, that might overwhelm you. But what God is saying is this. If I could take you from there to here, I'm certainly going to take you from here to your future. So there is no fear here. Bye-bye fear. You can't stay here. You know, um, and God just reminded me, uh, you know, I was reading this article. And he, and he showed me like, you know, like when you travel from one place, like, you know, when we travel, especially if it's a far place, like you travel from here to the States or from here to Australia, and, and you're sitting there, and then you experience a little bit of turbulence. How many of you here have experienced turbulence? Those of you, yeah, uh, we've experienced that on a plane. We've experienced that on a ship. 
you know, or the waves are like, oh my goodness. And so when there's turbulence in the airplane, and you, you see a stewardess with a smile on her face, like, please take your seat, passing your seatbelt, take your seat, passing your seatbelt, take your seat, passing your seatbelt. I believe the Holy Spirit is saying that we're going through a little turbulence, church. A little turbulence. Fasten your seat. Uh, fasten your seat. Fasten your seatbelt. Take your seat. Take your seat. Rest. Fasten your seatbelt. Get anchored in the word that I have already spoken over you. Take your seat, rest. Fasten your seatbelt. Be anchored in what I have already told you. Fasten your seatbelt, right? You're going to get to the other side. You're going to get to your destination. And with all the turbulence, right, after a while, you know, take it off. Ooh, another turbulence. Put it on, right? And then you reach your final destination. We are going to get on the other side of this pandemic. We are. It is always darkest before dawn. And you know what? I love what Pastor Giselle said. And he said this, there is happening... There is something happening in the spiritual realm that the devil is afraid of. There is a shaking going on, and he is unleashing all that he has in his arsenal to put fear in the body of Christ. Why fear is meant, you know, what it's supposed to do, fear? It's supposed to make you draw back. Fear is supposed to paralyze you. But I am so glad with everything that God has been declaring over this church that we know who we are. And the antidote to fear is that we know we are loved by God. We are loved by God. That is who we are. We are the love of the Lord, the righteousness of God in Christ. So there is no fear here. Amen? Amen. So that is not my message, but I, I just have so much. Pastor Heidi knows this. She's preaching in the Tagalog service. I kind of have my maybe 18, 17, 18 pages of notes. So let's see how I get through that in the next 15 or 20 minutes, all right? But how I many of you know it's already been good so far? The Lord has already been speaking. The Lord has already been moving. Amen? So I, I just want to just hammer some things down. And uh, the title for my message is, oh, there you go, For Your Safety. For Your Safety. And uh, safety is a big issue now. Such a big thing. We have the Stay Safe app, right? You know, Stay Safe app. People want to make sure they are safe from this global pandemic. We have our masks. We have our face shields. We have safety protocols that ensure that people are safe, and rightly so. Rightly so. I'm not belittling any of these. We need safety protocols. We need to be safe. We need to be wise, definitely. But how many of you know that God is also concerned for our safety? And because he is concerned for our safety, he actually has already given us instructions in his word on how to stay safe. He's already said that. He's already declared that. So he has things to say, instructions with regards to our safety in any situation. Because this word has been around for a very, 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 very long time. And so this is a timeless word, but it will become timely now in the light of where we are. So let's go to Philippians 3.1. Want to go to the book of Philippians, chapter 3, verse 1 in the New King James Version. And it says here, finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. Okay. That was just the number one instruction right there. Rejoice in the Lord. For me to write the same things to you is not tedious, but for you it is safe. Let's go to the Amplified Version. For the rest, my brethren, delight yourselves in the Lord and continue to rejoice that you are in Him. Oh, I love that. I am in Him. 
to keep writing to you over and over of the same things is not irksome to me, and it is a precaution for your safety. Now, if you look at the thread in the book of Philippians, you will see that the Apostle Paul's encouragement and instruction was all about rejoicing in the Lord. Nine times he says this in the book of Philippians, rejoice in the Lord. And the context of that rejoicing was when there were people who were preaching Jesus out of selfish ambition so that they could add affliction to the Apostle Paul. He said, you know what? What then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached, and in this I rejoice. He rejoiced that even though people were preaching Christ out of selfish motivation just to get back at him, he said, no, doesn't matter, I'm going to rejoice. Another context was in Philippians 2, 17 to 18. Yes, if I am being poured out as a drink offering and the sacrifice and service of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you all, for the same reason, you also be glad and rejoice with me. He was writing this in a Roman jail. Lockdown. <laughs> Where he could not go out. And all he could do is write, right? You know? And what did he say? Somebody in prison was telling somebody outside who was supposedly free, Hey, rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord. And then Philippians 4.4, rejoice in the Lord Always when? Always. There, there, there's no, there's no, uh, except when. A except when there's a pandemic, then you don't have to rejoice. Except when you don't have money, then for sure cry, cry your heart out. He said, rejoice in the Lord always again. For your safety, I will be repeating myself over and over again. Again, I will say, rejoice. And if you read the next few verses, he tells us, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, with prayer, with thanksgiving, make your requests made known to God. And the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your hearts. What was the context? Rejoice. Say rejoice. There is power in choosing joy. It is for our safety. It is for our protection. Nehemiah 8.10 says, do not sorrow. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. It is the joy, not my joy, not my husband's joy, you know, not any joy, not joy, if you have a friend named Joy. <laughs> but the joy of the Lord, which tells me this is a supernatural joy. For the joy of the Lord is your Hey, I know you have face shields and masks, but I still can hear you if you shout it out. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. So I'm looking up this word strength. You know, when I study, I love looking up at these different meanings. And strength here means a place or means of safety, protection, refuge, stronghold. And I love this, this uh, description of a, what a fortress is. So I could read it, do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your refuge. For the joy of the Lord is your fortress. For the joy of the Lord is your protection. It's your safety. And fortress here means a person or thing not susceptible to outside influence or disturbance. Again, again, again. The joy of the Lord is my strength. He is my 
fortress, which means fortress, a person or a thing not susceptible, not susceptible, not touched, not bothered, not afraid to outside influence or disturbance. What does that mean? It reminds me of Jesus. Jesus was not susceptible to outside influence or disturbance. Remember, he was in a megastorm. What was he doing in a megastorm? A megastorm wherein seasoned fishermen were afraid of. You know, if you read the description, it was like this super typhoon, mega super whatever typhoon. It was so strong that they were afraid they would die. But in that megastorm, our fortress was asleep on the boat because he was not influenced, was not disturbed by things that were going on outside. Why? He knew he would get through to the other side. He knew it. Let's get in this boat. We're going through the other side. The disciples said, fine, we're getting in with you. They forgot who they were with. They forgot they were with the fortress himself. Jesus Christ. Our world is facing a mega storm right now. I, I'm, I, can you believe this? Like only about two weeks ago, we've been hearing like, oh, the vaccines are coming in and the hope is arising. And you know what? You don't have to take any swab testing and quarantine when you go into some of the places in the Philippines. I mean, this was the news going on. And all of a sudden, like it was like, whoa, turbulence. Take your seat, fasten your seatbelt. We are going to get to the other side. This is your captain speaking, the captain of the Lord's army. And so he says here, just sleep. <laughs> you know, fasten your seatbelt. look at the airplane, right? You wake up, you're already at your destination. Our world is facing a megastorm right now. However, God has told us, a hundred times in the Bible, do not fear. Why? He is in control. He is our refuge. He is our strength, our help in times of trouble. That's what Psalms 46 verse 1 to 3 says. God is our refuge. That word refuge is actually he's our hope. He's our trust. He's our refuge. He is our strength. A very present help in trouble. Therefore, because of that, if you see a therefore, see why? It is there for what it is there for, right? Therefore, we will not fear, even though, ugh, even though the earth be removed. Oh, hindi pa naman natatanggal ang earth, di ba? <laughs> even though the earth be removed, though the mountains may be carried into the midst of the sea. Oh, hindi pa naman. Though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling. Selah. Ponder and think about that. In the midst of these, be strong in the Lord. Philippians 3.1, let's go back to that. I love it in the New Living Translation. Philippians 3.1, New Living Translation. It says here, whatever happens. Whatever. Whatever happens, my dear brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. Ayan this is for our safety. Pastor, you've said it over and over again. For your safety. Rejoice in the Lord. I never get tired of telling you these things. And I do it to safeguard your faith. Because joy is not dependent on our circumstances being in order. Joy comes 
by knowing who God will be for us no matter what is occurring. Joy comes because we know. We know there's sickness, he's our healer. There's fear, he's our protection. There's lack, he's our resource. There's joy knowing who he can be and will be and is for us no matter what you're facing. No matter what. Do you think COVID, do you think he got surprised by COVID? Oh my goodness, COVID? Oh, I've never heard of that before. Never saw that coming. Hmm. No. You go through the, when the Bible was written, the church was going through so much persecution. People were dying on stakes. People were giving their lives for the gospel. And yet the church persevered. And the church is still here. And it is going to be the same now. And we are the church. And we arise. I have such this righteous anger in me. This righteous anger in me. Because fear is paralyzing people. But we are not going to be paralyzed. We are going to arise and we are going to advance. Amen. Hallelujah. So the Apostle Paul, he made no apology for repeating the same things over and over again. It is for our safety. Why did he do that? Why is joy our safeguard? Because there are some things we cannot control. There will be some things that will like maybe blindside us. And we cannot choose what is happening around us. But we can always choose what's going on inside us. We can't choose what's going on around in the world. Whoa. That's why the prayer in Acts chapter 4, what Pastor, Paul, uh, Pastor Giselle said in Acts chapter 4. He said, Lord, look on their threats. They went to their own company. Do you know how important the gathering is? Because this is our company. For those of you online, it's so important. Like when you gather with your family right now while you're watching. And right now, you might be online, but you're still gathered here with us. And it's so important you're, you're tuning in. Why? This is our company. We have the same faith. And when, when Paul and uh, I think it was Peter, Peter and John, when they were persecuted, they went to their own company. Like this, like you online. This is our company. And you know, there were threats going on around. And their prayer was, Lord, you look on their threats. Because you know what? We can't control that. We, we really don't know what to do about that, but you do. So, Lord, you look on your threats and grant us boldness to speak your word. That verse just jumped up out of me because I was like, wow, look at what's going on around. But Pastor Ed being like, look at what people are like this and the news and the news and the news. And I said, God, okay, God, here, we are the church. What, do, what are we to do? What do you want us to do? Preach the word. I'll take care of the threat. You preach the word said, Lord, look to your threats and grant us that with all boldness, you may, that you preach your word. You preach the word. And this is what they said. And Lord, stretch forth your hand to heal. As we are preaching the word right now, God's hand is right now stretched forth to heal. To heal you who are in your sick bed. To heal you who have symptoms of this COVID-19. God's hand is stretched forth right now to heal you of whatever sickness and disease that you have right now. In the name of Jesus. Why? Because we look to him and we preach the word. And his hand is stretched out to heal. And you know what else? And that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. This is what's going on while we are preaching the word. That's what we do. 
That's what we do as a church. Amen. Hallelujah. So there will be challenges. There will be storms that we cannot control, but we can choose joy. And you might be asking me, Pastor, how can we choose joy? How is it even possible to rejoice when your heart is breaking? How is it possible to choose joy when everything around you is falling apart? Pastor, how can we even begin to choose joy? Well, one thing about joy is this. It is not a feeling. Because if you think that joy is a feeling, it's on and off. You'll have joy one moment, you'll have, you won't have any joy the next. So joy is not a feeling. Joy is a fruit of the Spirit. It's a fruit of the Spirit. It is a perspective. Joy is a force. The fruit of the Spirit is a force within you. There's not a love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. It's love, joy, peace. These are forces on the inside of you. Forces. You know, these are not like characteristics. Yes, they are characteristics of the Spirit of God. Yes, they are. But they are characteristics of the Spirit of God. So this joy, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, goodness, self-control. This is found in the Spirit of God and we are one with Him. Therefore, the fruit of the Spirit is already present in your new man. That's why we can choose joy. Just choose it. It's already there. Amen. It's a force. It's a focus. It's a focus before it is a feeling because emotions, feelings, they come, they go. You can't help that. But a choice, when you make a choice, when you choose joy, then it doesn't matter what's going on around you. Amen. Hallelujah. They're already present in you. This, this is part of who you are. This is part of who you are. This is your identity in Christ. Amen. So we can choose joy no matter what is going on. Because again, you don't have to feel it. Because you might be praising, your heart might be breaking, you might be hearing news. Because like, do not discount the gravity of the situation. I've heard of friends getting sick, the severity of it. People we love who are dying because of it. So I'm not discounting that at all. But in the midst of our grief, in the midst of that, we can choose joy. Because again, joy is a focus. Do you realize that when Jesus was going through the most horrific thing, the cross of Calvary, what caused him to stay there? It was the joy that was set before him. He chose to see the joy. He chose to connect with his future so that he could get through his present. He chose to see for the joy, for the joy that's set before me. I'm staying here. This is temporary because what is ahead of me is greater and more real than what I'm feeling right now. And so for the joy, that wasn't a feeling. That was a choice for the joy that was set before me. He endured the cross. Before him, he endured the cross. And there is a joy that is set before you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Maybe ask me, Pastor, what, what is the joy? What is the joy? Oh, this is the joy. Oh, going all over my notes, but it's okay. Romans 8, 18 to 19, ESV. Romans 8, 18 to 19. What future? Again, for the joy that was set before him, the joy, the future, what he saw because of what he was going through, the pain he was going through, he saw something in the future that brought him, that carried him 
through his ordeal in the cross, and it was the joy. You know who that joy was? We were the joy. We were... We were the joy. I dare not cower and back down in fear because of a stupid pandemic when Jesus hung on that cross for me. Because he said, for the joy. We are the joy. We are the church. We are his bride. We are the Azare. For the joy that was set before me, Jesus hung on that cross, enduring pain and shame because he saw us right now, not cowering, not in fear, but advancing and arising in the midst of this pandemic that to God, this is nothing. Hallelujah. Romans 8, 18 to 19, ESV. Give me a few more minutes. What future are we looking to, to carry us through our present? What will carry us to that place? Where, 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 what we're going through? Pastor, what are we looking at? What is the joy that is set before us? Romans 8, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. There is a glory. Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Behold, behold, and God says, well, don't be surprised. Behold, darkness shall cover the earth. Deep darkness, the people, oh, we see that over. Oh, we all see that, but, but the Lord will arise over you and his glory shall be seen upon you. What we're going through is temporary, but the glory that is to be revealed affects eternity. That is the intended, oh my goodness. What is the intended outcome of this suffering? It says here, let me continue. For the creation waits, uh, creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. <laughs> this, this pandemic is, is crushing the earth. It's crushing creation who's under a curse. And creation is saying, oh, when will the sons of God arise? When will the sons and daughters of God arise? I say now. Now is the time to arise. Now is the time to step out. Now is the time to take our authority and speak and declare the word of God in the midst of darkness. Yes, in the midst of darkness because our light shines the brightest in the midst of darkness. Hallelujah. I call forth churches to arise. There will be no fear in the churches. We are the front line of this. When you call about the essential workers, we are part of the essentials. We are the essential. The church of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Azare, the bride of Christ. Amen. So what, what is going to be revealed? Us, sons and daughters of God, walking in glory. Why? Not an end unto itself. Not so we're lifted up. No, so he's lifted up. So he is glorified. So people will see who our God is. In the midst of what's going on right now, creation is watching. The world is watching. What are the sons and daughters of God going to do right now? What are we going to do? What is the church going to do? Do you realize so many people are looking at us? So many people are looking. Christian, no Christian? You know what we do? We choose faith. We choose worship. 
We choose prayer. We choose joy. This is how we fight our battles. This is how we fight our battles. We're fighting a battle right now. The word is going forth right now. Don't you think that there is this ripple effect of the words that are being preached right now? Of the word that will be preached through you, in you, through you, during the week, you're going to take what you got here from the Spirit of God, and you're going to bring it out there, and you're going to dispense love, and you're going to dispense grace, and you're going to dispense, you know, mercy, and you're going to dispense joy in the midst of what is going on. Why? Because remember what Pastor Giselle said, 2021 is a year of contrasts. It's a year of contrasts, and it is the glory of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Whoo. Are you still okay? So joy is a focus. I'm winding down. Somebody come out or else I'll preach three hours. <sighs> joy is a focus before it's a feeling. You know, what is that song? The joy. Okay. I'm going to date myself right now. Pero narinig ko lang po ito kay Pastor Edwin. Really don't know this verse. I'm going to throw Pastor Edwin under the bus like, The joy of the Lord is my strength. Right? Oh, Simon, ibig sabihin, alam niyo yun. Alright, so everybody who knows that sing, oh, hindi ko yung mabubuko because nakamask kayo. So, the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord. For the joy. Tapos, ano yung susunod sa mga dati? Ha, 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 ha. Right? How many of you remember that? After that, it, ha, 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 ha. But you know what? There's truth in that. I'm going to go out there, and I, when I hear things, I'm just going to go, ha, 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 ha. No, seriously, because before it is a feeling, it is a choice. Before it is a feeling, it is a focus. It is a fruit of the Spirit that I choose to tap into. Tap into my new man. Tap into the new creation being. It is a choice. It is something I have on the inside of me. I choose to tap into it. And so, ha, 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 devil, you are already defeated. The story has been written. He's already under our feet. Woo! James 1, 2 to 3. Consider it nothing but joy. Oh, gosh. Here are our instructions. Consider it nothing but joy. I think this is in the Amplified. My brothers and sisters, whenever you fall into various trials. I love that. Consider it nothing but joy. Huh? So when you're in a trial, a tribulation, uh, whatever, a situation, this stupid pandemic, you know, in the middle of this, it says here, consider it nothing but joy. So the, oh, you know what the word is telling us, Pastor Moan? The word is telling us that the only reaction to all this is joy. Consider it nothing but joy. Joy lang. Right? And again, Pano Pastor, not, not a feeling. Because you might be crying on the inside. You know what? This is authentic relationship with God. We worship God in spirit and in truth. This is not hypocrisy. This is truth. Because God, I'm hurting. And God, I don't understand what's going on. But I choose to worship. I choose to praise. I choose to joy in the God of my salvation. Consider it nothing but joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you fall into various trials. Be assured, and look at this, for the joy that's set before me. Be assured that the testing of your faith through experience, and boy, we are experiencing some testing right now. But it says here, it produces endurance. 
leading to spiritual maturity and inner peace. That's what's going on right now. So again, I am not, oh, so many people think, oh, that's just a feel-good message. No, it's not just a feel-good message. It's the truth. This is the gospel. This is good news, the gospel. And you know why I know it's not a feel-good message? Because it doesn't discount feelings. It doesn't deny what's going on. But in the midst of what's going on, it's telling us that we can choose joy. Let me end with this verse in Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 17 to 19. Oh, I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that this word isn't just a message, but it is a proclamation, a declaration. It is a prophetic word for all of us, including myself, that is spoken into the hearts of the people on site and for those of you who are online today. Habakkuk 3, 17 to 19. Like I said, this is not just a feel-good message. This is a message, regardless of the reality, the facts that are going on around us. We do not discount that, but His Word is greater. Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, though the labor of the olive may fail, and the fields yield no food, though the flock may be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls, even though I hear rising cases of COVID-19, even if the news doesn't bring much joy, even when I hear of sadness and grief all around, yet, 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 I will rejoice in the Lord. I will, God, I choose, I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength, and He will make my feet like deer's feet, and he will make me walk on my high hills. In the midst of all this, yet I will arise. Yet his church arise word. Arises, arises, arises. It is a watchword that has been given to us, and it is for good reason. Hallelujah. So church, I will repeat this because it is for your safety. Isaiah 61 to 2, arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people, but the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. We say yes and amen to that in Jesus' name. And if you receive that, give the Lord all the praise and all the glory today. And for those of you on site online, maybe there are some of you here who have not yet entered into a loving relationship with Jesus Christ. The reason we can be so bold and the reason we can choose joy is because who of who is inside of us, of the God that we serve, Jesus, Jesus, our Savior, our Lord. He is the reason, He's the empowerment why we can choose joy. And today, maybe you have not made the decision to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Today is your day. You get to choose life. In the midst of all the death that is surrounding this earth, you get to choose life. Jesus himself is life. And so if that's you and you're saying, Pastor, I would like to receive Jesus Christ into my heart as my Lord and Savior today. I would like to have a relationship with Jesus. I believe in my heart 
that He died for me, that He loved me so much. He paid the price for my sin, for my shame. He died, He was buried, and He was resurrected for me. Pastor, I believe that. And you know what? If your prayer is pray for me right now, if you're here and you want to pray that prayer, repeat this after me. Father, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you for the sacrifice he made on that cross for me. I was the joy that was set before him. And today, I make a decision to receive you, Jesus, into my life as Lord and Savior. And from this day, I can declare, I am in you, Jesus. I am in a safe place right now. Thank you, Jesus. In your name I pray. Amen and amen and amen. Hallelujah. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, I want to welcome you to the family of God. If you are online and you prayed that prayer again for the first time, just type it out. I prayed that prayer. I prayed that prayer. I prayed that prayer. We have people who are right now engaged online for you and they want to connect with you also in this place is there anybody here uh, this is your first time to pray that prayer to receive Jesus is there anybody here you prayed that prayer for the first time if you are here we would like to connect with you we would like to you know just ta tell you more about your decision so if there's anybody here if not well praise the Lord so if that is you online then we want to get in touch with you right now amen hallelujah so if that message was for you I tell you, ponder it, write it on the tablets of your heart, and bring it out to the world where it's needed the most. Amen? Thank you for joining us today. We believe that God's powerful word can bring a change in your situation and transform your life. So we encourage you to share this message to your family and friends so they too can know of the new life that God has for them. If you prayed to receive Jesus for the first time or was simply blessed by this message, we invite you to connect with us. Follow us on Facebook at newlife.ph, Instagram at newlife underscore ph, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. New Life Media PH. You can also email us at connect at newlife.ph. We will be so glad to hear from you. To support the ministry, please visit newlife.ph slash alabang slash give. Your generosity is greatly appreciated. God bless you.